The Gratitude Podcast, episode 37. I was happy in spite of the external experiences that were going on, um, but I was taught to be unhappy. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, gratitude seekers, and welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest for you. Her name is Nicole Holland, and she was named as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017 in the Huffington Post alongside Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield, Dory Clark, and many other female powerhouses. She is also uh, the host of the Business Building Rockstars show, where she interviewed over 200 20 high achievers and she's also hosting a new show called get guest ready she lives with gratitude and she uses gratitude as a tool in her work so i'm sure she will have a lot of insights to share with you nicole welcome it's very nice to have you here georgian it is wonderful to be here thank you for having me you're you're very welcome and uh, if you want to add a few words uh be free to do that. Yeah, just uh, I'm really grateful to you for having me here. I'm grateful for our connection. We've been in contact, as we were saying, off uh, off record first, is we've been connected for a while now. We've exchanged emails, we've exchanged Facebook messages, even voice messages, but this is our actual first time meeting. And so it's pretty amazing how technology allows such deep connections with people no matter where in the world. I'm sitting here in Canada. You're over in Romania, I believe. It's like (laughs) we're worlds away, but yet we can see each other. We can hear each other as if we're in the same room. So um, it's amazing. And I appreciate all of your listeners here as well. I know that, uh, you know, again, as I was telling you before we hit record, I think that what you're doing here is so incredibly valuable and so incredibly important. And I think that more people need to know that this platform exists. I think your level of curiosity about how people use gratitude to improve their lives, the way you're able to pull the stories out and the way you're able to share them and also live your um, live your life more through gratitude as you evolve with this podcast, I think is just incredible. And I, Thank you. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm, I, I just, yes, I feel very grateful to be here, to be a part of it and uh, to share my story with your listeners and with you. This is wonderful. Thank you so much, Nicole. Um, so we're going to start from an interesting uh, um, perspective of gratitude like your, your your own unique way of seeing gratitude. So uh, what does gratitude mean for you? What, what do you feel when you say gratitude? Love, purely love. That's, to me, it's the same. It's uh, that space of appreciation, of being, of living, of love. It's uh, life, you know, I think, yeah, I'm not sure how to articulate it better, but 
I think it's just all encompassing. It is what we strive for, what I strive for. But I think we as humans naturally strive for love from the time we come out of the womb. What we want is love. What we want to experience is love. What we want to give is love. And as life happens over time, we learn all these different experiences that is not pure love and is, is um, different kinds of feelings. But I think at the end of the day, we come in as love, with love, for love, and that's the ultimate goal throughout life. That's beautiful. That's beautiful because when we feel appreciated, uh, we feel love. And that's that's really true. And uh, when we love, we appreciate. And I think this these two uh, fit very well together. Um, but in your life, like, do you have some some words, some um, uh, words of wisdom, a quote that inspires you to be to be more grateful? I don't, but I knew you were going to ask me this. And so I wanted to give you something and I can reframe it. So I have a quote that I like. It's, it's uh, by Rolf, Ralph Waldo Emerson. And it says, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And I think that to me, that, that's just my favorite quote. And mm-hmm. it's to me in the whole leaving a trail and don't go where people are, you know, where you're being taken to, but really go where your heart is drawn and where you feel inspired. And that is, I believe, being grateful. That is seeing all of everything. It's seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly and embracing it and appreciating it because with every step you take along that path, that you choose to go down, no matter what happens, you embrace it, you appreciate it, you show gratitude for it, and you release it, and that takes you to the next step, and the next step, and the next step. That's so beautiful, and I think it um, it works really well with uh, what I think about gratitude. Like it's um, when you look back at your life and. Um, realize that there were many blessings you get to build upon them uh if you only think about the the bad things that happen it's really hard to build something uh with that kind of attitude so uh like you said uh going on your own path and appreciating everything along the way is the way to do it actually and it's the way to go forward on that path Indeed. And I mean, even, even when we're in it, like we're in difficult situations or what we would perceive to be negative or unwanted situations, um, the more appreciative, the more grateful we are, the easier it is to get out of those in a really healthy way. Whereas the more we focus on what we don't want and what's wrong and we are not in a space of gratitude, um, the easier it is to fall deeper and deeper into that sinkhole. And something that happened to me recently is um, I have, as as you know, um, maybe your audience doesn't though, but my business is all around helping people be great guests on podcasts and connecting those experts and those um, people to the podcast hosts. So my clients get featured on podcasts like yours. And I had uh, taken on a client who I didn't properly vet. I, 
you know, didn't do a great job in the process of, so I shouldn't say I didn't do a great job. I did a great job at the time with, with, with that, what I had, but I didn't have an experience yet that was negative that would teach me, Ooh, I don't want that. So I took on this client and, um, he wound up being very difficult to work with, very difficult and very exhausting and very negative. And I felt drained. And I, I just, I kept trying to just still do it because I made that commitment. And finally I had to say, this isn't working. And I had to tell him, excuse me, <coughs> pardon me. Yeah, totally. Sometimes you ha you need to do that actually. <laughs> yeah. So I had to tell him that it wasn't working and I couldn't continue working with him anymore. He didn't like that. Um, and many things have happened. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. And many things have happened since then. Um, so I refunded some of his money then. And then he came back months later and did a chargeback on the credit card. And that then had consequences. I had to provide a proof to the company that I did what I told him I was going to do. All this stuff. And it was a big pain. And at the time, I got the message from the bank saying this guy took back money from me, a significant amount of money, and claimed that I didn't actually do what I promised to do. I was angry. I was hurt. I was scared. I was afraid. But at that same time, I went through those emotions so quickly, so quickly because I was grateful to. And I said, you know, mm, okay. Well, even if this costs me what it, what it is, and I don't believe it will, but even if I said, man, I appreciate this guy because this is never going to happen again. <laughs> I am going to make a contract that states what they have to do in order for X, Y, Z. And I, I thought, wow, I have taken so much from this experience with this past client that has helped my business grow and is now, I am attracting new clients. And I tell you, literally, as soon as in that day when that happened, when I got that email, and I moved through that process, that anger, fear, all that, and I came out thinking, this is awesome. I'm excited for the next step. Literally within an hour, I had an opportunity that will yield me probably 20 to 30 times what he took away wow. from me. Yeah. And it was, and, and it was, uh, as soon as that happened, I was like, exactly. And this is how I play with gratitude. And I make sure it's not just a thought. It's not just a, well, I, I'm going to play and see if that'll happen. No, it's a feeling. You have to really own it and you have to really believe it. And it doesn't happen in an instant. It's a practice where the more you practice being aligned, being grateful, being in that space of love and really appreciating the contrast and the conflict, recognizing it's a gift. Everything is always happening for us, not to us. It's like, ah, uh, wow. Okay. Of course that happened. Oh, of course this is going to happen. Of course. And you wind up being this really powerful creator from it. Exactly, exactly. And what is really interesting is that when we uh, tend to, to go on a down downward spiral, um, even if opportunities do come to us, we're not ready to receive them. We can't actually 
enjoy them or receive them. And uh, even if the situation gets actually better, we, we can't enjoy it. And without uh, moving through these, these emotions and getting to gratitude, um, it's really hard. But um, how do you do it, actually? How do you get to be grateful again when it's hard to be grateful? What's your secret? And I yeah, and that's a great question. And I don't know that I have a, a very clear and simple answer. It is just that practice. It is just... Um, it becomes easier and easier. It's just like when you start driving a car, you know, at first you really have to check, oh, well, okay, did I, uh, did I do everything? Okay, I put my belt on. Okay, the rear view. Okay, the side mirrors. Can I see everything? Okay, now I'm going to start. Now I'm going to, you know, for the stander, I'm going to put it into gear, put the pedal in, take it up, and just so, so it doesn't conk. So you're very, very aware as you're doing each action. And then Sometime later, because you've practiced it so much, you don't actually think about the actions you take to get the car moving. You just drive. You get it and it's like automatic. And that's kind of, I mean, I'm still working on it. I'm always going to be working on it. But I definitely, between now and when I started practicing our awareness, I think it's the biggest thing is awareness, appreciation, movement, awareness, appreciation, movement. And the more you practice those bits and awareness of your feelings and when you are agitated, being able to say, I am agitated right now. And then ask yourself, do I want to be agitated? And if the answer is yes, then that's cool. Then appreciate the agitation. Sometimes we need it. We're human. Sometimes we just need to feel really crappy. You know, sometimes we just need to cry. Sometimes we need to just be alone. So all these are perfect. And being aware of how you're feeling and appreciating what you, you just being aware and then saying, do I want this or do I not want this? And if you want this, appreciate that. And then it's just going to naturally alleviate. If you are like, I'm feeling really cruddy right now. Do I want to? And you're like, no, I don't want to. Then the next question is, what's one thing I can do right now to lessen the cruddiness? And it's not to feel good. It's to lessen the cruddiness. And I think that's where people get caught up, that they're thinking, oh, well, I have to feel good, but I feel bad. But I have to feel good, but I feel bad. And so it's like, you're not going to feel good from feeling bad. But if you're like, I feel bad. I want to feel good, but I don't. I feel bad. The question then is, what can I do to feel less bad? Just a little bit. And once you get to that space, being like, huh, I don't feel great, but I don't feel bad. Do I want to feel bad? Do I want to feel great? Huh. 就是为孩子接种疫苗来预防COVID-19。疫苗已经被证明对满五周岁的孩子是安全有效的。联系您孩子的医生或访问MyTurn.ca.gov来查找您附近的疫苗。由在California Department of Public Health带来。Oh, I want to feel great, but I don't feel great. What's one thing I can do to feel a little better? Right. And so you just take those little steps and whether it happens in a day, in an hour, in a week, in a year, it doesn't matter. It's time is of no importance. It's that just that awareness of what do you want? What are you experiencing? And what's one little thing you can do to move yourself 
towards the goal that you want. And so it didn't take me long. It was a big hit. Like it was, it was a big one. Um, people are in my life are often surprised at how well I handle adversity, you know, or how well I handle conflict. And it's, again, it's, it's just that being grateful and, and not staying in the place of what somebody else might experience. I just, I have no interest in feeling bad most of the time. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I just kind of want to cry today. That's okay. But um, usually, so, so with that situation, it was, it was a big blow. And I probably, I don't know, I pr- it probably helped that I had some friends around. I wasn't home at the time. And I had some people to process with. So that may have also helped me move for it, through it quicker. Um, and so, but very quickly, very quickly, I was able to do it. And I think, you know, a couple years ago, few years ago, it could have hit me and maybe taken a long time to move through, if at all. Uh, and one thing I didn't do is I didn't let it dictate the rest of my day or the rest of my week. I looked at what, uh, I looked at what my deadline was and I decided I am not going to worry about this until I have to worry about it. And so I, I paid it no more mind. I just let it go. And I, it was still something to do. It was on my to-do list and I kept it on my to-do list. But I literally waited until the last day that I could send the bank my, um, my, uh, information. Yeah. The, what do they call it? Evidence. I had to mm. file evidence. It took me about three hours to, to actually submit all of the evidence. And so I blocked that off on the final day that I was going to do that. And I did, and I got through it. And it was like, as soon as I did, it was like done and I'm not attached to the outcome. And so I think that's another thing is you can take back control and own your experience when you're not attached to the outcome. And part of that is the gratitude. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the funny thing that I, I just realized recently is the fact that we can respond to um, exterior situations differently than we did in the past. Like, we have habit, habits like this on the inside also. Like we, we have all kinds of habits of um, like if something bad happens, we react in, in a certain way. And we, we tend to, to keep that feeling by having uh, the same kind of thoughts and, and things like that. But it's really interesting uh, to be able to, to see the gratitude and to see um, things that you appreciate in that situation and, it's really funny. It was really funny for me to see, man, I can really do this. Like I can really uh, find things to, to be grateful for in this situation, even though usually I will, would feel really crappy and I would keep, I would keep myself in that crappy uh, state because of course, how else could I be? I should be, I should feel crappy, right? Because this is how I should respond to this situation. And it was really interesting to to see that I I could actually do this, and it's not it's just a choice actually. It is, and I think too, it's again the more we make those small steps, the choice to alleviate some of the experience rather than go from you know from zero to a hundred. You can't do exactly, that. You just yeah. can't do it. And if you if you think you're doing it the likelihood is that you're faking it, you're not having the true experience, and that it's going to crash. You're going to crash and burn like a car that just takes off too fast. You know, you, you have to actually allow your 
you have to, it's so hard to explain. I think anybody that's listening can understand this. And I know you can understand this, Georgian. It's something you feel in your body. It's just a knowing. It's like, uh, it's just a lighter, it's like a breath. And it's something that you can't easily or clearly explain to somebody who has not had that experience yet. You can only inspire them to work towards it, to want the experience and be willing to take the small step. And I think that in anything we do, um, people, we want to naturally get to the end, right? We always want to get to the end. But the thing is, anytime you get to the end, there's going to be another end. You were never going to get to the end until life is over. So it's a whole journey. And I always tell my clients, um, you know, when I'm working with people, whether I was doing marketing or podcast guesting or whatever it is, it's like, slow down if you want to speed up. And I think the same applies here with the practice of gratitude. When you're trying to go from miserable to happy, you're not going to get there as quickly and as authentically and have that really, truly happy experience as you would if you were going a little slower, actually a lot slower usually, and just looking for the next little better thing. Exactly, exactly. But um, how did you get to, to this point? Like you said that uh, it, you, it took you a while to, to get to this point. How did you start um, being more grateful? Like what, do, did you have some kind of practices that you did or um, how did it happen? I appreciate this question and I, I knew you were going to ask me and I purposely didn't think about it till now because I really, there, there is no thing that happened. Um, I really feel that when I came in, right, when I came into this world, I was happy. I can look back at pictures of me as a baby. I was happy. I kind of had a, a crappy childhood, but I was happy. Anyhow, I was happy in spite of the external experiences that were going on. Um, but I was taught to be unhappy. I was taught that when I was happy, um, that perhaps people didn't like that because of how my expression or because I felt good and they felt bad. And so um, over life, you know, I'm 41 now as we're recording and throughout life, I experienced how to not be happy. And so that became a practice, right? Mm -hmm. To be upset, to be frustrated. And it's like really difficult for me to, I, I don't have much family left and I don't actually have contact with the most of them. Um, but my, uh, my mother's side are, they're just miserable. And it's not that I don't love them. I love them, but I have an aunt and it's really hard to talk to her. And a lot of times I'll have to uh, say, I've got to go. I don't want to hear this right now um, because they're very much woe is me people. Everything is wrong. Everything is bad. And it's like, you could say, oh, what a beautiful day. Well, no, it's not. It's like, okay. <laughs> so this was my experience, you know, through life and not just from my, my mother's family. I mean, it's, I think life in general, lots and lots and lots of people are going to tell you what's wrong and how you should be upset. And especially right now, and you know, if you turn on the news or you turn on social media or anything, people are going to tell you why you should be agitated, upset, angry, hurt, whatever, fearful. And so for me, that's shutting it down, I guess, is part of my practice. And I've been doing that for many, many years. I don't think I've had 
I mean, I have a TV. I have like an old little TV and I watch DVDs every once in a while, but um, I haven't had television in over 10 years. Um, And even when I did prior to that, there were years that I went without television and it was intentional because I don't feel like I need to have so much information about what other people think I should feel, experience, think, and what have you. I don't get enjoyment from watching uh, pain or any of that. So I think for me, it's been a lifelong process of recognizing how am I feeling and do I want this? And if I don't want it, figuring out where it's coming from and stopping the behavior that's allowing that in. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've had dips and valleys. Like I, I was a pretty happy. I, people are always like, you're so bubbly. You're so happy. I'm like, really? I, now I feel good. But you know, a couple of years ago, I felt like garbage. I quit my job as a correctional officer. I was in the most toxic place you can be in with working around miserable people, working with miserable people, doing, you know, seeing miserable things every day. It was miserable. It, stung, it was awful. And so it was really hard in that space to be grateful. And what happened was, I got very, very sick and my body was like shutting down. And uh, I, I think it's really in large part because, I mean, can I say, oh, there's nothing, you know, uh, medical with it? No, I can't. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but I do know that my soul hurt. I was unhappy all the time. Um, I, my best way of saving myself at that point, like was literally, I had no contact with people. Like when I wasn't at work, I just, I had, I had nothing to say that was nice. So my way of not feeling worse was to say nothing at all. So Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't go out and do things much. And so I think, yeah, I think it's just always been the awareness of what's going on right now. And the more aware I can be and the more aware I can be of what I want, the more I can take the little steps. And so it's really easier the more you practice and the better you feel, the more you understand how you can make yourself feel more and more and more. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if that answered it, but that's been kind of my journey. Yeah, well, I think this this is actually the most valuable part because um, I'm sure that I, I related a lot with, with your story and I'm sure that our listeners will be able to relate to it a lot. And uh, it's a journey for all of us. Like even for me, uh, learning about gratitude and practicing, uh, it's a journey. It's not something that you just, okay, you just do this and uh, everything is wonderful and uh, gratitude becomes easy and everything like that it's a journey and um even when you you get to uh, to practice gratitude as a habit you still have challenges or new challenges that uh, challenge you to find gratitude in them and to to find um the blessings in disguise actually and definitely yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we are, we are all on this, uh, on this journey. And, um, this is the beauty of it. The fact that we can, we can share our story and we can share the things that we learn on this path. And hopefully, uh, someone will hear us and will heal it, hear it and, uh, will be inspired and will make their life at least a little bit better and more beautiful. 
Absolutely. So um, I know you, you, you said that uh, you had a pretty rough period of your life when you were working as a correctional officer. Um, do you remember when was the moment when, uh, when you actually um, discovered gratitude as a, as a feeling, as something that's really personal and not just a, a concept? I, I think since I was my whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, um, it, it just was very innate to me all my life as a child. Um, and so I had to really be taught how to not be grateful, how to be angry, how to be resentful. Those weren't natural. Those didn't come with me into this world. Those were things that I could more, I could better pinpoint at different times when I learned those experiences, whether it's jealousy or rage or uh, whatever it's been, those are experiences that I had that taught me those um, emotions and feelings. The feeling of gratitude and the practice of gratitude, I, that, that came with me here. Hmm, this is so wonderful. And I love the perspective because we think we we come with this with these bad feelings and with these uh, behaviors that don't really serve us. And it's really interesting to uh, realize that we actually uh, we learn them. It's not something that we we were born with. And actually, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, usually, uh, young. Uh, <laughs> Children and uh, babies are very joyful. They appreciate even even a, a small thing. They appreciate it a lot. And uh, only when they grow up and when they see the people around them, they they learn other other things. I think totally. And I I think too. You know, speaking of babies, it's like uh, crying is an expression to to convey uh its language right and when a baby comes into this world sound like that's their language crying and um you know getting all hot and red or you know this is the way they express what's going on and what their needs are because they need their needs need to be met um and then what happens is a lot of times that will trigger a parent to have fear to have anger to have whatever, rather than just love. It's very, very few parents that I've ever come across when they get a baby, a new baby, crying, and it's either, okay, tune it out and ignore it. That's then the baby's learning that neglect, that feeling of neglect, right? And I mean, this is just my opinion, right? So people can argue, but whatever. This is my opinion, and and this is what I've got. So, um, And when a parent has that feeling of frustration, then that's the experience the baby is having in response to their needs, them expressing their needs. And so from that very early age, we are taught. And so, yeah, I mean, I worked with kids for many, many years and you get angry kids, even at very, very young ages. But those kids didn't come in angry, in my opinion. Those kids were taught those expressions and feelings of resentment and anger and uh, fear and all that stuff um, based on, on what was happening around them. So um, I just fully believe that we come in as love with love for love. And it's some learn very early on 
other feelings and some it takes later and longer. Um, but yeah, I, again, the, the experiences of, you know, when did you learn to be afraid? When did you learn to be, those are things I think are easier to recall than when did you learn to be appreciative? And I think that if anybody who's listening really is struggling with this and really thinks back, I think they will agree with me that it was very easy to appreciate as a child, this wonderment, this, oh, everything's new, everything is exciting. It's only when you don't get what you want or don't get what you need that you have different experiences. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but on, uh, on another side of things uh, regarding gratitude, um, do you use gratitude in your business? Like, do you feel like it has helped you uh, grow your business and uh, be successful? For sure. Because again, you know, I being aware of what I don't want and those conflicts and those things that it's like, oh my gosh, that frustration and that anger and feeling those feelings and being able to move through them quickly. It's like, again, I believe, I really believe truly that it's not happening to me the universe, God, higher power, spirit, whatever you want to call it, I really believe everything is happening for me and that this life is really meant to be enjoyed and to be fun and to be like fully lived. And I know there's so many amazing things coming, but they're not just going to be, they're not just going to come because then life's over. And I don't want that life to be over. Like I've got a lot of years left. So I want to experience all of that. And I can't, it's like, you know, when you're putting together a puzzle, you're putting together the puzzle from pieces. You could have the picture. If you want the picture, you can just buy the picture. But people play puzzles because they want the experience of the challenge of putting it all together, right? And so for sure, gratitude for me is always every day. Um, and the more I practice it, the the better things get. I love my clients. And the more I recognize what I don't want, the more I'm able to hone in what I do want. And the more I'm able to only work with people who I love and who love me. And I find new ways of expressing that and, and, and conveying that. And so for example, this new podcast I have called Get Guest Ready came of me realizing what I didn't want. And I thought, oh, and I, and I don't want to have these conversations all the time with people who are not a fit for me. Hmm, how can I make it easier for me and make it more enjoyable and really like put the beacon out to call in my, my best people, my favorite people? Ah, okay, I'm going to do a podcast because people don't know me, right? I'm not a big name yet. So as I grow and I get... Um, I don't, I can't work with a million people just to have them have an experience with me. And I definitely don't want to work with people like the gentleman that I did work with that I fired. And I don't ever want to go through that again. So it's like, ah, so I made this podcast where I am 100% showing up in my true value, in my true, uh, authentic speaking and, and what have you. And it's like, right from the get go, I'm pretty woo woo, right? Like if you've ever listened to my show, there's, um, the first three episodes, you're getting to know my style, my point of view and my experience and like my personal experience, right. To get to know me. And if you're not 
gelling with me in those first three episodes, you're going to tune out and be like, this is not correct. Like this is not somebody I believe or trust or whatever. Awesome. Because I don't want you around. (laughs) But what happens is then I get messages from people who've only listened to the first few and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for more. I can't wait. Right. And so that's the beauty because it's like, once people gel with me, then I know those are the people I want to deal with. I want to collaborate with those people and I want to uh, work with those people. And so just being grateful and being aware of these things has allowed me to hone in on that next step I should take to get what I want. And, um, you know, it's through experience and it's through inspiration and being dialed in to those questions like, okay, this is what I don't want. So what do I want? Do I want to feel like this or do I want to feel like this? Okay. I want this. Okay. What's one little thing, that next thing. And the more I inquire within, not without, not externally. When I was going externally for the answers, I was all a mess. But when I was able to really bring it back and, and remember that I do have the answers for myself, not for you, not for anybody else, but I had the answers for me. Um, then I started inquiring more. And the more I did that, the more I practiced that, the more I was able to appreciate. One thing I will say that is contradictory to, I think everybody else I've ever heard talk about this. Um, and so I don't speak about, I've never spoken about before. I don't believe. Um, so woohoo, this is the first. Cool. Is that, um, you know, a lot of people talk about a gratitude practice, you know, journaling, a daily thing, counting their blessings what have you. I have tried so many. I have tried routines. I have tried journaling and I will do the exercise a couple of times, but to be 100% honest, I don't have the kind of emotions or feelings when I do those things as I do when I just allow it to flow. So my practice is when I do those things because they're right to do, they're the good things to do. Again, that external message that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'll try it on. But when I don't have the experience that I'm told I'm going to have, I give up. And so a lot of people say, well, you're giving up too soon. And oh, you shouldn't do that. And you've got to take 30 days or more. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want to. And that's the bottom line. I don't want to. I love being aware and in the moment. And I think because again, it is such an innate thing for me. And I am so appreciative. Like I am in this moment right now. This conversation is happening only because I am here and I am grateful and I am with you in it. And so that experience for me happens all the time, not 24 seven because, you know, it just doesn't. But as much as possible, I just try and really live in the moment and be appreciative of, of what's happening. And even when I'm alone and having those awarenesses of, oh, this is what I can do next. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I feel so good about that. Wow, I'm so grateful to all the things that happened and all the people that I um, came into contact with to get me to this point. I'm so grateful for that experience that seemed so difficult at the time, but was such a blessing just being able to feel grateful anytime, any day, whenever I feel it and express it in that moment, that's my practice. That's wonderful. And I think it's really inspiring for many of uh, of our listeners that are not very into having a, a certain practice and um, it might be actually very helpful. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you for um, the opportunity too. I hope it is. Sure, I hope, totally. I hope it's, 
I hope it resonates because it's something I'd never heard before. It's mm-hmm. something I, whenever I, you know, watch something or listen to something or people are talking about gratitude and that's where I get in my head and I go, maybe I should do that too. Cause maybe I'm not doing it right. Maybe, you know, Oh, well, if they're having that experience and, and, and this is that negative self-talk and I, I, it's happened, it happens for me with everything. Um, you know, for a while there, you know, I think I hired, I think I bought like five different copywriting programs and went through five different programs on copywriting until finally I was like, I think I was doing this right in the first place. But because I got so caught up in what other people were marketing and saying you're supposed to do, you know, something that came very naturally to me for many, many, many years. Um, and that, you know, I, I studied marketing many, many, many years ago and I had a business many, many, many years ago. And so something I was already good at rather than recognizing I am good at this. There are things I can do to get better. So let me seek those things out. I was listening to messages that um, I didn't know anything and I wasn't good to start with. So I had to learn to fix it, to be, to be okay. And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I know I'm good at this. But remembering I'm good at this sometimes is hard when you get mixed messages. And so I think that's the same with gratitude. I know I'm good with gratitude, but sometimes I listen to the messages of you're supposed to do this or you have to do that in order to truly have a gratitude practice. And once you do this, then everything will change. And it's like, okay, but I things are good. I'm happy with me. I'm happy with my ability to be in the moment and to express love and to feel love and to experience. and. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's something, I hope that is helpful because I, it's something that I have struggled with and I continue to struggle with in all areas, um, is that false belief that I'm not good enough and what I'm doing isn't good enough. And there's a right way. And I don't know what that right way is. And I need to find the right way. And then again, just being appreciative and aware of what's going on as I go through that process, then oftentimes I'll come back to recognizing, wait a minute, I'm good. I don't need that. It's all good. And, and with that, I let it go and, and things then flow even more. Exactly. And um, I, I think it's, I think you're right. And I think that um, what, you, what you're actually doing and what you did with the copywriting is you got to appreciate yourself and the, the skills that you already have. And this is what we tend to do a lot of the time to forget about the skills that we have and uh, the thing, the beautiful things that we already have and that uh, are us somehow. And we tend to look into the exterior and compare and forget about, forget about them. And we, we think that we need all kinds of things from the exterior when sometimes we all, all that we need is to, to have enough time with, with ourselves to appreciate those things in ourselves. And, uncover them and uh, appreciate them and bring them to the surface and this is pretty much it absolutely and um, i know that you are a really great communicator and uh, you love interacting with people Um, and i want to ask you if you have some people that you're grateful for in your life, like right now or in the past that has, that have impacted your life in a positive way. Oh, so many, so many countless. Um, right now I'm appreciative of you. I'm appreciative you. of your listeners who are listening right now. 
you know, appreciative of all of my clients. I'm appreciative of um, my mentors. Um, my grandfather was my biggest hero in life. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm appreciative of my mother's family who, and my grandfather was my mother's family. It's very funny. It's like, I don't know <laughs> if anybody else has this experience, but like my grandfather was like this rock. And it was always interesting because I could never figure out like, he was so devoted, but then my grandmother, his wife, my mother's mother was like, this woe is me person. And my grandfather, he was definitely a, ha- a, a glass half empty person, but optimistic, you know? And I almost feel like maybe he wasn't, maybe he was, you know, he came in very uh, glass half full, but he chose a life that was surrounded with people who were glass half empty. So he was always like, this really grounded man who he, he would say like things that were glass half empty things, but he had this like brilliant optimism and smile. And I mean, he came from an immigrant family, didn't finish high school. Like I don't even think he finished middle school. He was taking care of his, his like six brothers and sisters and mother. And I mean, yeah, like he was a tough guy, you know, and, um, very, very accomplished, but from very humble beginnings and, um, and just always had that spirit of wanting more and being better and not giving up. And, um, I, I just love him so much. And my grandmother came from like a very privileged place and a place of not appreciating what she had and complaining all the time about, what was wrong and 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 it was like such a difficult mix to see growing up but anyways my point is my my aunt who is still with us she's in her 80s and is just like my grandmother and like i said when i talk to her i'm like okay I, like i actually take the phone and i will put it down cuz i honor and appreciate that this is who she is and this is how she expresses herself and i also honor what I'm willing to tolerate and not tolerate. So sometimes we meet in, not sometimes, we'll meet in the middle because I know what she needs. And so if she just needs to talk, sometimes I'll just put the phone over here and turn it really low until she's done. And then I'll thank her and tell her I love her and let her know I got to go. And she's aware and appreciative because I've explained to her how everything doesn't have to, you can be appreciative of this and you can be appreciative of that. And Hey, at least you're not in the hospital right now. Hey, at least your dentures uh, fit, you know, or just little things, you know? Um, and so she, I think appreciates me. And so we kind of come to that balance. So even the most, the people who, um, trigger me or, you know, I feel very frustrated with, I appreciate them because they help me find more appreciation and love and compassion and empathy and to share that in a way that other people will be able to receive part of it. So. Exactly. And yeah. I know it's, it's not the easiest thing to do and uh, it's great that you managed to do it. And also I think you, you shared a, an interesting tip um, regarding your aunt. Um, the fact that you don't, it's important to be grateful for the people in your life, but it's also important to take care of yourself and to appreciate appreciate yourself enough not to be uh, not to to get too much negative energy from other people uh, that will get you down 
and uh, it will that will make it even harder for you to to stay grateful and to stay appreciative of life because if you hear like 15 minutes of this is not good this is not good this is bad this is it's really really not easy to to keep on track all right so uh, we're going to wrap up um, our interview today um where can people find you where can people see your work and get in contact with you nicole yeah so again thank you for having me and uh the best place to go is bbrshow.com um that's stands for business building rockstar show that's my main podcast bbrshow.com and from there you can listen to some inspiring stories of other entrepreneurs if that's uh interesting to you and also you can find my other podcast there get guest ready how to reach me on social media and all that stuff but bbrshow.com is the best place to go all right thank you so much and thank you for for sharing your your life story and all the experiences that you shared with us and i'm sure that it will be very helpful for um for at least a part of the people listening and i'm sure that you'll be happy with that yes absolutely thank you so much you're welcome thank you for listening to our weekly podcast help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones with your facebook friends and if you loved this episode please write a review on itunes search for the gratitude podcast